There is life after infidelity. Third, faith must be exercised to put off the sackcloth and ashes and return to the useful, productive life. When David was in mourning and the child died, and they came and told him, he got up, took a bath. Because see, Nathan had told him, you will not die, but the child will die. And David realized that by his sin, he had brought about the death of an innocent child. And it broke his heart. Let me be very, very careful here. Let me tread very, very softly. How many abortions are the result of unremorseful people who committed a sex act, did not repent of it, but found a convenient way to deal with their sin? When that's left unforgiven, it can do terrible, destructive things to the person involved. Young people, listen to me. The sex act was created by God, ordained of God, but it can produce life. And that life you are then accountable for. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Keep your pants zipped, take responsibility. After the child died, David got up and took a bath. And some people looked at him and said, Well, you were mourning. Now the child's dead and you... He said, Well... The child was yet alive. I believed that there might be something that I could do by way of my repentance that would cause God to spare the child's life. Now that the judgment has been issued, the child is dead, there's no point in me mourning any longer. Listen to me. If you are the offender or if you are the one or the victim, in any event, it is settled. Once the confession and the repentance has been done and it has been done scripturally, it is settled in heaven. For you to go on mourning beyond that is useless. For someone to try and put guilt on you beyond that is useless. It will serve no worthwhile purpose. First, accept the loss. Be real about it. David accepted the discipline of the prophet. He did not complain that it was too severe. He did not seek sympathy from anyone. Well, I could spend some time there, couldn't I? If you knew how much trouble I've seen happen in churches because of the sin of infidelity... And the person who was the guilty, the offender, preyed on the sympathies of other people in the congregation instead of dealing with the sin and allowing the spiritual leaders to deal with it. He got a bunch of other people involved and created a, a stir in the church and caused a conflict in the church when it should never have been the church's business had it been dealt with privately the way it's supposed to be dealt with. Hello? If you've committed a sin, don't go out and try to stir up a bunch of people to get on your team. Who's going to talk where you live? Boy, you just, you, you just not seeker-friendly at all, preacher. You, you, you ain't going to catch no fish the way you fish. Maybe so, but I won't have a church full of people that, that are... are uh, he paid the price for his transgression. Paid the price. Some people say, Pastor, you don't know how much damage that dirty, rotten so-and-so did to me and my home. By going out and sleeping with that other person. You don't know. You don't understand. Oh, let me tell you something. The price that the adulterer pays is way too high. Way too high. They know the price. Don't you mess with it. They know. And if you're the offended person and you've been hurt by it, quit lamenting your loss God knows what you lost. God will restore to you a hundredfold if you will be faithful to Him and love and go on. He'll restore to you a hundredfold. But if you keep beating on that other person that hurts you, God can't work in your life. He can't bless you. 
He's not going to bless you so you can go out and proselytize a bunch of other people and tell them how bad that person was to you. God ain't in that. How many times have you had to sit and listen? Oh, they did this to me. They did that to me. And they on and on and on. You, you try to bring them back to, well, forgive them and let God heal you and restore you. And, and you don't get two, two sentences into it until they're right back. Oh, but he did this or she did this. She did that. You just want to say, oh, shut up. You ain't going to forgive and you ain't going to accept God's mercy and you ain't going to give no mercy, so what's the point in me talking with you? Just go on over there in a corner and pout. And when you get tired of pouting and you find out that you ain't got many friends left because you've been running that same mantra for the last ten years and you've run everybody away from you, hello? Get over it and get on with it, amen? There is restoration, but you got to get up. Once you've been down on your knees and you've prayed and you've asked God to forgive you, you got to get up. And if you're the person that was victimized, you got to get over it. Quit beating on the other person. Quit bringing it up. Quit rehashing it. Quit talking about it. You can only talk about it so many times and so many ways, and then you just start repeating, huh? 